So if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Matthew chapter number 5. We'll read a few scriptures. Matthew chapter number 5, we'll read verses 13 through 16. And it says, ye are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is therefore good for nothing but to be cast out, trodden under the foot of men. But then he goes on, this is, this is Jesus talking. But ye are the light of the world. That's you. It's me. We are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. It is given light unto all that are in the house. So let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. We live in a day of darkness, church. You know, I look back and I see images of the 60s and the 70s, which I was way too young to, to even somewhat remember. I was there, but I was too young to remember about it. But I, you know, I studied it. I read it. And with Vietnam hitting the hippie movement, the free love movement, and all the corruption of government in the 70s that has continued up until this day, we thought those were dark times. But what we're dealing with right now and what we're living with right now far outseeds anything that I have ever seen in any history books. The Holocaust was horrible. That was, that was horrible. Uh, we are living in very, very rough times. And as I was coming home from Sandwich last night, I don't know why, but my, my uh, good friend, Mrs. Siri, decided she would take me up to Sandwich and back from Sandwich through all the back roads, through every little little 550 population town. And if you know me, you know your pastor, I like to get on the highway. I like to set the cruise control for 85 and just keep going. Even though it might take me a little bit longer, I just like, just get me on the highway and let me go. I hate going, I, Zachary called me, I was on the phone with him. Uh, here we come to a town. I got to do 40, and I know Barney Fife is probably waiting down at the Casey, so I'm going to do 45. So I did, going through all these towns, slowing down, speeding up. But it's interesting when you're out in the country or even on a highway when you're driving north, south, and I do extensive travel, and really in the wintertime, this is more, more prevalent for me, but I'll be coming down a highway and you can tell when a city of any large size is coming up down the highway. You just see this glow up, and it's really more so when it's cloudy out or foggy, really. But you see the lights in the distance to let you know that you're coming up on a town. And the same thing last night as I was coming through all of these back roads. I didn't know where I was. It was raining. And I was complaining the whole way because I could only do 55 and 60. That as I was coming up onto a town, I could see it up ahead. It might not be a large town, but because it's so dark all around, I could tell, okay, there's going to be a, there's a town coming up. And I told Zachary, I said, I know there's a lot of towns. So if I'm in the mood for Casey's Pizza, I can get a slice in every one of these towns all the way to Pontiac. 
these cases seem to be in every little town all throughout the United States, it seems like. I don't know, but this year, here in Illinois, they're in every little town. So I was coming through, and the Lord started dealing with my heart and dealing with my mind on what we are facing, not only in our country, but in church right now. God has always designed a dividing line. There's no blending. There's no middle ground. Starting with the very beginning, he made Adam, Eve. He made man and woman. Okay? He made light and darkness. He made good and evil. There's always that dividing line. There has never been a time where he allowed these to blend. I don't care what media is trying to tell us. I don't care what Hollywood's trying to tell us. It's man and woman. And we were facing times now where a man could say, you know what, I'm done being a man. I'm, I'm going to be a female now, and I'm going to compete in the lady swim team. You see this dude, he's 6'4". I saw the girls that were competing. They were little short, little, little dainty, little nothings. We call that fair. No, God never designed for the sexes to blend. He designed a man to be a male and a woman to be a female. And each one of us has our functions and each one of us has our parts in relationships, in society. And that's the way he designed it. He did not design it to be a little brown. He did not design sin and righteousness to blend he did not design for good and evil to kind of mix and blend together sin has always been defined as sin from the very beginning of scripture up till the end of revelation if it was sin it was sin but we live in a society that wants to blend together and we're getting to a point where Hollywood and the media is trying to make us accept the blip. I hear of people walking out in Hollywood protesting because there's a new law that's either gone through or proposed in Florida that you can't say the word gay. And Disney is in Florida. And people are all in an uproar about this. Hollywood stars walking off of sets because they're all so upset that, that they want to eliminate the word gay. Teachers can't teach it. Can't say anything about it. But here's a the problem. They expect us to be able to accept how they feel is acceptable in society. They expect us to be able to allow the blending of sin and righteousness without saying a word. You can't say that. You can't tell me I'm not a man. You can't tell me I'm not a woman. This is who I identify as. I identify as a, a starving man right now. Even though I just had a nice steak dinner about two hours ago. But God did not design you to make your own identification. He made you individual. He made you specifically. And get this. It, it just, just 
when you think of how God makes us as individuals, I'm glad we don't all look the same. Lord have mercy if y'all look like me. I have a hard enough time looking like this without everybody else looking like me. But he designed you specifically. Your characteristics, your, your, your quirks, everything about you, the hair that we're losing, yeah, that's us. That makes me me, okay? So he loved us so much that he made us individually very differently. God loves you. And he says, I'm putting my stamp on them. We are made in his image. So here's what's happening, what I see happening around here. There are churches that are now allowing things into their culture, into their services, into their ministry, into their pastorals. That is the blending of what culture and what everybody is saying is acceptable. But God has called us, church, unto holiness. God has, cho- has called us to be different than them. Watch this. God gave me this. We seem to get lost when we come. And, man, we have been having some services. God has been showing up. And revival is here. And I am excited of what's happening in True Tabernacle. But he says people are deceiving themselves into coming into church and feeling God's presence and thinking everything's okay with them. Watch this. Zachary, do me a favor. Turn out all the lights except the baptistry lights. Aren't they pretty? Look how light they're Now, can you tell me, from where you are, those baptistry lights, can you tell me if one of those lights are out? You can't tell. Why? Because all the lights together are forming something. They're forming brightness together. So that the one that is not lit is now being outshone. Go ahead and turn the lights on, Zachary. That now people are in a church service. We're feeling God's presence. The light is here. And when light shines, darkness goes away. But the Lord revealed to me that people are deceiving themselves into thinking that they are living right, that everything's going okay, because they're surrounded by light. But what God has given me is, it's not what happens in the church service where your light's shining. It's what you do when you leave this building. Because even if there was just one light that was lit in that baptistry, it would still be lighting. We'd be able to see it. But together, we come together as a church, and we are all together. Glory light in That's why I like coming to a church service. These people that are saying, I'd rather watch a church service at home in my TV, you know, with my TV, with my feet near, you are missing the point. So there is a difference. We read in verse 13, you are the salt of the earth. And he goes right from salt into light. Now, I made myself, I got home at a fairly decent time today. 
So I had some time to actually make myself some supper. Made myself a nice steak dinner, baked potato. Boatload of butter and sour cream on that big old massive golden. But I put salt on the steak while it was cooking. What happens to the salt when you put it on something? It dissolves and penetrates into whatever it is on. So that the saltiness, the the taste thereof, penetrates and goes into whatever it is you're salting. Now, my mother-in-law is the queen of pepper. She will turn mashed potatoes black from all the pepper she puts on it. And I've seen people do the same thing with salt, salt to holics. I'm not either one of those. Just a little bit goes a long way for me, with me. But the Lord revealed to me the salt is us, our holiness that penetrates inside. Remember, holiness goes from here out. It never starts, holiness does not start outside and go inside. But salt, we are the salt because we are to penetrate and go into individually our communities, our homes. Listen, if you're not ministering at home, you're missing it. But light shines out because we are going to take a stand and we are not going to slack on our holiness because we're not going to let down on what the word of God says. We are going to stand out in this community. Light shines. It penetrates from the outward. People are going to be attracted to this church Because of the holiness that we stand for, we're going to be the salt and take that light. We're going to penetrate. We're going to go out. You're going to do it individually, and we will do it corporately. But if our light is not shining, if it is dim or we have let it gone individually as a church, we cannot be effective. We cannot affect the harvest that is out there. There's there's every type of belief, religion that you can think of. Just go on the Internet and start... The worship of goats. Text it. See if it's there. I'm sure it's somebody's got something out there. A church where they worship a goat. Anything goes in our culture nowadays. What used to be called holy is not holy anymore. But it takes an individual and it takes a church to take a stand and say, This is who I am. I am a I'm the salt. And I am the light. But the devil wants to put a dim on you. We're not meant to be put under a basket. But we are to be that candlestick in the darkest of times. Let me digress to what I said. The best thing that I could do, it's not get behind the pulpit and preach. I love doing it. I count it an honor. But my biggest responsibility growing up was making sure that I minister to my family in my home. If I'm not ministering to my family at home and making sure they're taken care of spiritually, physically, and financially, I have no reason to get behind a pulpit. Because they were my first ministry. They were given to me many years ago. That's my ministry at home, to take care of them. 
But if I'm not letting my light shine, if I'm not letting that go, <laughs> give you an example. Again, I'm sorry for this, this reference or where it came from. Again, I told you, I, I, I like watching things that are in, intellectual. But the Three Stooges had this saying. It was in about every bit that they did. Hey, how much gas we got in the vehicle? Allison, you know that answer? I'll tell you, it's the same answer. They said, I don't know, it's halfway. I don't know if it's half empty or half full. And it was in every bit that they did. You'll hear them. How much gas we got? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? It's halfway. I don't know if it's half empty or half full. We live in a society of so much negativity. I don't think we as children of God should be on leaning on the negative side about everything. So I don't like, I'm with you, Brother Wilson. I don't like watching the news anymore. Very rarely do they put on the bright good news, the positive. It's always death, and it's always this virus, and the pandemic, and wars, and killings, and politics. Negative, 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 negative. The best thing we can do as ministers in our home is be positive. Give our children, our wives, our spouses positive atmosphere to mature and grow in. Because negativity is so easy to spread. So I told the church, I've been given this task as a, as a boss to find and open up a branch in Peoria, which I was today. I love Peoria. It's a nice town. Champaign, I'm not, I go through there, I'm not too familiar. I worked in Peoria, so I'm more connected to Peoria. I like Peoria. So I go up there and... Now the rumor mill going around my office in Springfield is, well, they just want to open a branch in Peoria, and they want to open up a branch in Champaign, because when those two yes, it's going to take a load off of Springfield, because now I'm having to take care of Peoria from Springfield. I'm having to take care of Champaign and Effingham from Springfield. But when I get my Peoria branch, I'll, Peoria will take care of all that area, relieve the load from Springfield. When I get my branch in Champaign, it'll take care of Champaign, and relieve the load from Effingham. So now the rumor mill is they're just going to shut this office down when he gets these offices up and running. They're just going to shut it down and we're not going to have jobs anymore. Yeah, I work with some whiny people. You probably do too. So I had to have a meeting once again with everybody. Here's what's happening. Nobody is losing their jobs. This is a good thing. You won't have to work as hard. You won't have to warehouse all this. We got filters stacked to the ceiling. We got everything, insulation, everything's everywhere because we are doing so much business and we got so much product coming in, we have nowheres to put it. Well, guess what, guys? When I get my Peoria store, you're going to have room to get around here. You're not going to have to drive a million miles and get up early in the morning to go do this. I'll, I'll be able to take care of that. You'll be able to take care of your area. 
yeah, they're just going to shut us down. It's very easy to get negative. You look at the world, listen to the news, and we say all is lost. No. God promised us revival. God promised us a harvest. Our harvest is waiting for us. There is great things that's happening. We have to decide for ourselves what we want to do, who we are, and how we're going to respond. You can respond negatively about what's going on. It's easy. Ah, I had a bad day, and I did this, and this happened. The wheel fell off my truck, and this is broke, and that's broke. We can go on and on and on and on about how things are going bad for us. Every one of us has something we're going through right now. You're going through a trial. You're going through a situation. You're going through something personally, stress, whatever it is, physical, emotional. You're going through something. But I've seen people go through the worst of times with the most positive attitude and come out in the end, everything works out. As God says, it will. And it will work out for this church. We've gone through some storms. We've gone through some troubles. We've gone through a year of wondering where our chairs are. But it always works out for us. It may not be in the time frame that you like it, but it always works out for us. So we have to be the light in our homes. We have to be the light at church. And we have to be the light at work. That shows our character and who we are. Again, there's light and there's darkness. Turn with me. Zachary, uh, put up John 8, 8 and 12 for me. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. How do we shine that light? If you don't have him in you, if you have not received the Holy Ghost, according to Acts 2.38, of Jesus coming in with the evidence. See, that's what trips everybody up. There's always evidence. The evidence of HVAC guys working on oil furnaces are, you smell them coming. The evidence that the wind is blowing is what? The leaves are blowing everywhere. The evidence that a tornado is coming, you see everything crazy. There's an evidence of it. There is evidence of God living in somebody's life. When the Holy Ghost was given, the evidence, they heard them speaking in other tongues. The evidence of the Holy Ghost living inside is fruits of the Spirit that are developing. Sin and godliness. Light and darkness. They don't go together. We cannot say we are living for God while sin is in our life. We are deceiving ourselves. Light casts out darkness. When we have more of him, there will be more light glowing from us. That's why I say every Sunday, I come to an altar whether I need it or not. 
preacher wasn't preaching to me today. That was for that, was for that guy across the aisle. He needs to be up there, not me. And I'm, I'm up here all the time. This is where, I don't know, maybe I'm the only one that's messed up, but I need prayer. I need more of God in my life. The problem we're having is people are getting less of God in their life, which is allowing more darkness into their life, more problems, more sin. But they want to blend that and think it's okay. It's okay for me to come to church, but it's okay for me to do my sin when I get home. It doesn't work that way. Think of it this way. The moon does not make its own light. Everybody know that? It's not like the sun can go out and the moon is just going to be there still shining. It's a reflection of the sun. We are a reflection of the sun of God. If you are allowing him to work in your life and if you're allowing him to do his work in you, remember it, it, the scripture says we are the children of light because we are following after him. He is the light. But the farther that we get away from that light, the dimmer we get. We're a reflection of him. Light is mentioned all throughout scripture. Zachary put up Psalms 119-105. Very familiar scripture with that we all we quote by heart, thy word It's a lamp unto my feet. It's a light. It's intellectual. The more I read about him, the more that is illuminated up here, the more that is illuminated for my life. It's a, a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. People say, well, I, I don't know how to act and I don't know how to treat my wife and I don't know how to treat my kids. Hmm. Let me introduce you to the instruction manual. Well, I didn't know that. I didn't know I was supposed to love my wife. I just kind of accepted her. I like her. She's okay. No, it says to love as God loved his church and gave his life for it. So we have to understand the more we read, the more that it is illuminated in, in, our, in, in our brain and we, it illuminates the way of our path. Light. God is dealing with me on my light, who I am, who you are, who this church is. All right, Zachary, one more. Put up uh, Romans 13, 12 through 14. I'd read this and turn it, but... It'd take too long. Plus, I could see this. <laughs> Romans 13, 12. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Church, the day is at hand. Don't you face God in judgment and say, well, pastor didn't tell us. He should have told me to be ready. The day is at hand. Let us therefore what? Cast off the what? Works of darkness. Let us put on what? The armor of light. Darkness. 
the works of darkness, sin, and let us walk honestly as in the day, in, 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 in light, not in rioting, in drunkenness, not in chambering, which is in a closed room where you think nobody's going to find out, and in wantonness, not in strife and envying. On next one, bud. Here we go. Put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Darkness. You want to know why the world has such trouble? It's because they're giving in to this. I will do what feels good to me and I will do what I want to do. Even though it's being preached across the pulpits. Well, I got quiet real quick. People want to do what feels good to them. They are walking in darkness. Light, darkness, goodness, and evil. You decide what will rule. You'll, you will decide on what will reign in your home. I keep saying this. We need to be careful. What we are allowing ourselves to watch visually, the mess that we are listening to, and what we're allowing our children to be exposed to. Lord, have mercy. If we're not putting into the home and we're letting schools, the children put into them their values, we are in trouble. I don't want the world to put their values into my grandchildren. I don't want the world to put values of what they think is right and wrong into my grandchildren. It better be coming from their parents. Because it's going to be preached and it's going to be put into them from, from grandpa. So there's a moral standard that is going on in the world that's being lowered and lowered and lowered. Isn't it hard to believe that 60 years ago, 60 years ago, which to some seems like a long time ago, but it's really not a long time. As I'm coming up on that 60-year mark, it's not a long time. That 60 years ago, on national public TV, NBC, CBS, ABC, that was all we had. For you youngins that have 500 million channels to watch and 300 million YouTube channels that you could be watching, we had three major networks that we could watch. And one TV that mom and dad owned and ruled, and I had to watch what they wanted to watch, whether I liked it or not. Perry Mason again? <laughs> 60 years ago, the word pregnant, unallowed, unacceptable on national TV. You could not say the word pregnant. You cannot show a man and a woman in bed together on national TV. So if you watch Ricky and Lucy, and now we're pushing everything homosexual. We're pushing every, every, every ounce of how little can we show clothing-wise on national TV now. It's getting to the point where vulgarity 
is now acceptable as going across public airwaves because the moral standard is being brought down. But that doesn't mean that we have to lower our moral standard. That does not mean that because Joe Schmo is going to church and Joe Schmo is sleeping around that it's okay for us to do it. I make the stand of the moral standard that I stand by because I want to walk in the light and I want my light to shine. Hmm. How much time we got? I'm running out of time real quick. I'm only on page two. Like Paul Harvey, page two. Most people, who's that? Paul Harvey. Believers are light because they know God. And the reason the world is having such a problem and the world is being darkened is because they reject the one true God. We are light because we know him. He says the good shepherd knows his sheep. And the sheep know his voice. Whenever you see sheep and a shepherd, you'll see them kind of congregating around for him. And you'll see him calling out because they know that voice. And they understand that. We have to understand that we have to hear his voice. And sometimes it comes through the voice of the preacher. But the world wants to reject what the preacher has to say. The world wants to reject what truth is being preached across the pulpit. But the world is growing dark because they are rejecting the one true God. And believers are light. We are light because we know the gospel and scripture. But the world is wanting to reject revelation. Don't Preacher, don't tell me what the Bible says about fornication and sleeping around. I don't want to hear that. Because I want to do it. Again, light, darkness. We read the scripture. We put on the armor of light. Because if we don't, we give in to the lust of the flesh. And that's where we run into the problems. I see it. I want it. It feels good. I take it. That's where we get into trouble. We have to take a stand for truth. We have to take a stand for righteousness. And I will stand. I don't care what kind of pressure comes against me from the outside. Listen to me, church. Your family may want you to budge. Your family may want you to back down on what you're saying. Parents, do not back down teaching your children about truth. I don't like that, mommy or daddy. I'm sorry, my dear, sweet baby but this is how it is in my house as for me in my home we will serve the Lord so in the hardest of times let your light shine in the hardest of times in the darkest of times that you're going through right now let your light shine Paul talks about the works of the flesh, the lusts of the flesh. 
if we're not going after God and if we're not gaining more of God, we will give in to those lusts. Lord, help us to take a stand. Help us to find ourselves in an altar of prayer. God, to put you first and to put on the whole armor of light. To put you in our character. Because I don't want it to be said that Pastor Heil never talked about holiness. That Pastor Heil never talked about fornication. That Pastor Heil just kind of poo-pooed things and allowed things to happen. I do not. Let me say it right now and get it clear. I do not agree with that lifestyle. And if you want to argue with me, see me after church, call me on the phone. And you tell me and you justify yourself using scripture of that lifestyle. And I will tell you how wrong you are. Because we are a city on a hill. As the world gets crazier, church, there's going to be people that are going to be looking for us. You're going to be the salt of the earth and mentor and teach the ones that are around you. But there are people that are going to see how we are living. They're going to see how we are doing and they're going to come searching. They're going to see True Tabernacle. As we go out this year and we get involved in our community, they will see us as servants helping them. And they will see our light shine. Not getting nasty when, when something doesn't go our way. You bite your tongue. Don't you be chawing on person because something's going wrong. You didn't get the service that you thought you were going to get. Your light shines. Even, even when your food doesn't show up as quick as you thought it would. Our light shines, church. It will continue to shine. We are a city on a hill. Stand with me. I got ten more pages if you want to keep going. I'm sorry. We got music practice, so. I'll continue. I'll, I'll, I'll put a little, little line of where I left off. I didn't even get into the fulfilling the lust of the flesh. I still got, oh, I got a lot more to tear into. Listen, light exposes darkness. And as Jesus said that the shepherd knows his sheep, I want the church to know. I know a lot of people. I, I act gullible. I act an idiot sometimes. I'm not an idiot. I see what's going on. I know my sheep. What I don't see with my eyes and what I don't hear with my ears, I, I, God lays upon my spirit. So don't think that nothing is, is hidden. But when I say this, light will continue to shine. Truth will continue to be preached from this. Darkness and sin will not be allowed and tolerated. 
we have to set ourselves to a higher standard. We are called by him to be the light of this community and this town and this city. Church, we are full-blown in revival. Whether you see it, well, where's the... You're not seeing it yet, but the seeds have already been planted and the wheels are already in motion for God to do a work this year. I won't have to beg and plead for finances so we can bring in a, a guest speaker. The Lord has blessed our bank account. The Lord has blessed the church. We will still support it. Revival comes. I want to be finan- I want to financially support it. But we are pumped, primed, and ready for God to do the work. I'm ready for the miraculous with signs and wonders that's about to take place in this church. But we have to, you have to, as an individual church, take a stand, live by God's word, let your light shine. Put your hands in the air. Father, I thank you for those in this church that have taken a stand. God, those that are a light to their homes, light to their city, thank you for them, God. I thank you for the revival that is hitting this church. I thank you for the harvest that we are going out into. God, for the lives that we are going to touch, the souls that are going to be saved, the lives that are going to be affected at these altars, I thank you, God, for that in advance, knowing it is going to happen. Prophecy is being fulfilled this year in this church as you have promised, God. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen.